Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this King, this Messiah, Jesus. He told His people, are you one of His people? He said, watch therefore and be ready for the coming of the Son of Man. My name is Doe Schwartz here in northern Israel proclaiming King Jesus is coming. And our co-host, Brother John McTurnan, is there in Pennsylvania holding down the fort in America. And he's watching for this same Savior to come. Isn't that right, John? I sure am, Pastor Dove. Uh, you're watching in uh, Israel, and I'm looking in Pennsylvania for the Lord's coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we have a special program that gives us a lot of hope today, and that hope that we're watching therefore. And I think everyone will know what I'm saying here in just a little while. John, why don't you pray and ask the Lord's blessing on our program today? Yes, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to teach and share your word. There is so much to so much information that we only want out what will uh, edify the listeners. Yes, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So just bless this actually short time that we have together now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we have a special program for our, our listeners today, don't we, John? Uh, we sure do, and it really is revolving around the blessed hope. Absolutely. The, the blessed hope of our Savior coming for us in the clouds. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start off in Romans 8, and we're going to read verses 16 and 17 first, which leads us into 18 through 25, which is the meat of what we're going to be talking about today. But it's important first to understand Romans eight sixteen and 17 that says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Listen to this, everyone. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. The reality is, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's what the Bible says in Second Timothy. Jesus, our Lord, said that no servant is greater than his master. If they hated me, they'll hate you. There is a, there's a warfare we're in, this, this mean old world, and Satan and his demons, and even the flesh that is inside of us is against the Lord. Yet, if we'll suffer with him and go on that narrow path that leads to life, we'll be glorified. We'll, we'll have glorified bodies. We'll spend eternity with the Lord. John, we're going to find out in these passages it's worth it all to follow Jesus, yeah? Uh, well, that's what Roman says, that the suffering uh, in this world doesn't compare to the glory that's before us. That's right. Let's look at that verse, and in, in beginning in verse 18 and, and, and then 19. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing. There's that word again, reveal. Revealing of the sons of God. Now, John, this speaks about a very specific point in time where believers in Jesus are going to be experiencing it's worth it. It's been worth it, all the suffering, the trouble and difficulties to follow Messiah Jesus because of the glory 
that will be revealed in us, and, and that the, this creation, the, the, all, everything created by the Lord, is waiting for that time when, when the sons of God, believers in Messiah Jesus, will be glorified. Talk to our listeners, John, if you would, for a moment, about that word that will be revealed in us and, and how that takes place. Well, what, what will be revealed in us is our, uh, is our body that will be like the Lord Jesus's, and that's at the, what the Bible calls the um, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So when, when he comes for us, now, well, you know, it's hard to, you got me on a roll here now. Go ahead and roll so, then, brother. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, uh, it's, it's called the rapture, and we see it in First Thessalonians chapter 4, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the Lord's going to shout from heaven, mm-hmm. and the dead in Christ are going to rise, and we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then in Romans, uh, excuse me, First Corinthians chapter 15, mm-hmm. Paul writes that this is going to happen in the twinkling of an eye, yeah. and our mortal body will be instantly transformed into an immortal body that will uh, not be subject to death, disease, suffering, anything like that, and it will be a body like the Lord Jesus's. Absolutely. So I tried to keep that as, as in a nutshell as possible, but that's what happens when the Lord comes for us. Um, the two main uh, areas of scriptures on that are First Thessalonians chapter four and First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen. Of course, the blessed hope is found in Titus chapter two. Absolutely, that's great, John. Good, good answers. And and verse twenty. Uh, the apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, goes on to explain. What's going on here? People say, well, you know, what about the suffering of, of this, uh, of the world and all the, all the heartache and the, and the violence and the uh, injustice and, and, the, and, the, and the, the horrible things that have happened? Where is God in all that? Well, these passages explain that in verses 20 and 21. For the creation was subjected to futility. Who did that? Well, it goes on to say, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty. Hallelujah of the children of God. So if you want to know who subjected the world to all of this, all this trouble and all of this heartache and all these things down through the years, he says here that the creation was subjected to futility. What is the, what is the reason for all this? How could this be God? It says here that God is the one who subjected it to that in hope. What does that mean? God has a plan. God has a glorious plan. And it is realized when King Jesus comes for those who have down through the generations put their faith in him. And that's why I keep saying it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and, and the creation itself will be delivered from this bondage corruption of corruption. When? When the children of God return to reign and rule with Messiah Jesus. Wow, John. Now that's going to be a special day, isn't it? Yeah, that's good preaching material. I mean, uh, you, I, we could let you go for an hour or so. On, on <laughs> I'd that. love to do it. It costs too much money, though. We only got a half hour today. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this section of Scripture, what it shows is, uh, well, well, we could look at um, 
uh, Romans chapter 5, for example, and it talks about Adam's sin. Yes. And that, that, this is what it, that's what you were talking about here. Adam's sin did not only affect us, but it affected the entire creation of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's groaning now. It's, yes. And it's in bondage. Um, King James says bondage of corruption. Uh, it's everything is dying and and, and um, decaying, Pastor Doe. Yes, and absolutely. God did not intend for that to happen to His creation, but because of man's sin. But it's only temporary. That's the important thing in this. What we're seeing now, this world the way it exists, is only temporary, and it'll be completely changed back to God's way. Absolutely, uh, the way He originally created it at the coming of the Lord with us. You know, John, um, everything you just said is absolutely true. Yet there is, a, there is a saying out there that either God is impotent or he's evil. They say this, they say he is impotent in that he will, he's not stopping all the trouble that is in the earth today. Or, uh, or he can't. He's impotent because he can't stop it. He doesn't have the power to stop the trouble. Or if he does have the power to stop the trouble and doesn't, then he must be evil. But this passage explains that, no, he is all-powerful and he's good and that he has a plan. He has subjected the creation to futility in hope. And even... Even though Adam's sin is in the earth, and even though this corruption that you so accurately spoke about is true, why would God do that? And it's because of one word, hope. It's the hope that Jesus offers, and he gets the glory for saving his people out of this futility. Isn't that exciting, John? Yes, and I want to add to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've heard what you said, you know, the arguments there, many times. Mm-hmm. So what I what I the way I respond to people okay instantly God's going to deal with evil today he's going to destroy evil today I I, I do the same thing go John I do it too I know where you're going go ahead I, I mean that means he, he's going to wipe out virtually everybody on earth that's right if he's going to if he's going to put make everything right today and pour out justice today for everything he's done wrong it won't only be on hitler it won't only be on murderers it'll also be on thieves and liars have you ever stolen anything have you ever lied is the question i ask people who pose that argument that's where you're going right john yeah they don't see themselves as evil absolutely absolutely john it's so powerful and they have the same nature as adam Right. They're in rebellion against God, and yet they condemn God, who's holy and righteous and just. Absolutely. So what God is doing, he is working within this fallen world yes. for redemption. And he's opened it. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him uh, should not perish but have everlasting life. So God is working within this world for his plan of salvation and anyone that responds to it will be saved. So these people are condemning themselves when they try and condemn God. I hope our listeners, I, I just want all of you to appreciate what we're saying today, because it overcomes one of the biggest obstacles, especially with atheists and others. What we've shared today are ironclad answers for those who say, what about, it's called the problem 
of suffering. It's been an age-old problem that, that scoffers have raised against the reality of the goodness of the Lord and the power of the Lord and the existence, actually, of the Lord. Now, we've got to take a break for just a moment, and then we're going to come back to this, what is turning out to be a wonderful program. Uh, we have this wonderful ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, who has brought the program uh, today. And Blessing Israeli Believers uh, has been such a special ministry that John and I co-founded. And I'm here in northern Israel and experiencing and seeing these things that the Lord's doing just before he comes through the Israeli Believers. Listen, folks, you want to participate in this. As the Lord leads, this is very exciting, and we encourage everyone to participate. Go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. And you'll find some of our partners there on the website and what the Bible teaches about this ministry. And this ministry sponsored the program that you're hearing today. Also, uh, when you help partner with Blessing Israeli Believers, you also help keep Watch Therefore on the air. Also, at BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com, you'll find out about our Israel trip. Very exciting trip that's coming out. John and I are going to be leading that tour. People are signing up. Time is running out. And all the details that you need to know are on that website. Go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. Now, back to this teaching in Romans 8. We've looked at Romans 8, uh, and we've looked at verses 16 through 21. Now we go into verse 22, and let's read 22 and 23. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption, hallelujah, of our body. So we know that we are the first fruits of the Spirit. We who have been born again in this life, we walk around in this life telling others, when you see us, we are proof of what is coming. A new age. Uh, uh, and this is the real authentic new age, not the false counterfeit demonic new age. This is a new era when Messiah Jesus is reigning and ruling from Jerusalem. We are the first fruits of the reality that King Jesus is coming. And, and we groan within ourselves, even during the suffering of this age and the troubles that are in this earth. And it's getting worse by the moment. And Jesus, the Lord spoke about birth pangs. Well, what has to be born this time? When Israel is born again and and the nations all are following King Jesus with him ruling and reigning from Israel. And John, we eagerly await for the adoption, the redemption of our body. That takes place. That's what we're watching there for, isn't it, John? Exactly. That's those scriptures that I shared before from 1 Thessalonians and 1 Corinthians that it's going to, the redemption of our body is going to take place in the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. And you know... In our modern language, we would say in a nanosecond. Yeah. And, and, and John, Messiah Jesus told us to watch therefore and to be ready. That's why we have this program. That's why we're doing this right now. We want not only for ourselves to be ready, but everyone that we can reach to be ready as well. Amen? Exactly. And that's looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Paul said, when, when the Lord, so actually the Lord took Paul to heaven, I believe in that report there in Acts sure. that Paul had died. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came back, he said that he, he, it was unlawful for him to utter the things that he saw in heaven. That's right. I heard a pastor say it this way. 
He said, one of the reasons the Lord has hidden so much about heaven and not revealed it is if we really, if people really knew how good it would be, they'd kill themselves to get there. <laughs> and the Lord wants us to stay here as a witness until our time. And, and so, yes, this is what he's talking about, the redemption of our body. You know, John, I heard someone say recently, he said, uh, uh, if you're 50 years old and you don't have any pain in your body, you're dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so there won't be any more pain in our body. There won't be any more suffering. There won't be any more weeping over people who have perished. There won't be any turning on the news and seeing uh, Islamic terrorists murdering children and rejoicing over it. That'll all be finished with the redemption of our bodies. And there's a groaning within ourselves. John, there's a desire to be good and righteous that Messiah Jesus puts in us, but there's also a war within us that wants, there's a flesh sin nature in us that wants to go the other way. But that war will be over with redemption of our body. Isn't that right? Uh, absolutely. The, the, um, we are, at a, you're right, we are at a war. The Bible calls it the old man, yes. the old nature. And it's sort of like we're in training, Pastor Dove. And as we grow in the Lord, the old man, the old nature of, you could say, dies or falls off or, or weakens, and we grow in the Lord. So it's like almost like looking at, I, I, I related to a, a bird coming out of a, a, a shell. You know, as it's born, it's got to fight its way through and come out. Wow, down. yeah, yeah. That, that's the way we are. With the, with, but the Lord gives us the victory over the old nature, and that's how we grow. Yeah. That's how we grow spiritually. Absolutely. Well, it's so powerful. Uh, let's continue. For time's sake, we have to keep moving. Verses 24 and 25, where we'll finish. For we were saved in this hope. Oh, there's that word again. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. We see that word hope over and over. What is the world losing today more than ever? Every day we see on the news with the trouble and the difficulties and the struggles of this life that are increasingly getting worse. The world is losing hope. But we have this hope, the hope you've been speaking of in Titus 2, John, the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, And that's what we're watching for and we're getting ready for. Oh, and, and, and there's no reason to hope without faith. There's no reason to hope if we have it already, but we have faith that Jesus is coming. Jesus the Lord said, blessed are those who believe and have not yet seen. And John, we need to wait eagerly for this coming Savior with perseverance. Yes? I liken it to a, a wedding. And yes. the Lord is the group. This is very clear in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we are the bride. In a generic sense, you know, with a bride. And uh, I liken this to a wedding where the groom is the Lord Jesus Christ and the bride is us. Both male and female, we're made uh, the bride. So there's an excitement. The bride is supposed to be excited for the wedding. The wedding day is supposed to be in anticipation. And that's how we are to live looking for the blessed hope, for watching for him. We are to be watching as the the bride would be watching for her wedding day. Absolutely. Absolutely, John. Uh, we've, t- we've discussed this before, even on the program, 
And um, I, uh, I, I gave my daughter away to the young man the Lord called to be her husband. And I was thankful also to get to perform the wedding. And I went in there and took a little peek at the bride when she was getting ready to, to walk up that aisle. And I looked in there and I didn't see a girl sitting there in a pair of tennis shoes and an old dungarees, John. You know what I mean? Right. You know, right. <laughs> she was she was ready. She had a white dress on. She had lived holy, pure, waiting for that day when she would marry the one man that God called for her. And 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 she walked up that aisle, a pure and spotless bride. And that groom up there, he had been preparing all his life for the one girl the Lord would call for him. Now, 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 John, this is a picture of what you're talking about, isn't it? Exactly. That's what that's how we should be looking for the Lord Jesus Christ, just like your daughter was looking for uh, her wedding day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And and here's the great thing, John. No matter what sin we've committed, no matter where we've been or what we've done, I love the Scripture, and it speaks— I love the saying, and it speaks directly to me. The old saying, Jesus' blood can make the vilest sinner clean. That's for me. That's for me. And, and, And— and he can make us so clean because it's the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen, John? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well. So we should be living with an excitement in us about the Lord coming for us. That's right. That's right. He is the one who makes us clean. He's the one we're waiting for. Now, listen, there's a lot of trouble in this world. There's a lot of things that try to upset me, but I say this. The world didn't give me my joy. The world didn't save me. The world didn't wash away my sins. The world can't take it away. I'm going to watch, therefore. I'm going to look for this blessed hope, and I encourage all of our listeners to have the same. If there's anyone listening, you've never saved been saved by Jesus. You don't have this blessed hope that John and I have been discussing. Oh, pray with me now and turn from your sins. Oh, Holy Father and Messiah Jesus' name, save the precious soul who may be listening today, who's not yet been born again, saved by the blood of Jesus. And here's what I'll tell you, folks. You, you need to turn away from your sins. That's to repent and ask Jesus to save you and forgive you, believing he died on the cross for your sins, was buried on the third day, rose again. He's the one we're talking about that's coming back. If you'll, if you'll ask him to save you and turn away from your sins and follow him, he will put his spirit in you. You'll be born again. You'll be given a new life that honors God, and you won't go to hell. You won't perish. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, we're out of time now. Thank you for joining me on the program today. I've got a few closing announcements, but first I want to pray with our listeners. Oh, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, Thank you for all of our listeners today. Thank you for Brother John who had such insights today and and, and such an anointing as well. And bless him, Lord. Bless our program as it goes forth. May it do the work for which you've commissioned it, Lord. Please raise up partners to bless this program, to sow into blessing Israeli believers, to sow into Watch Therefore. And we ask you to bless all of our listeners today, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. John, thank you for participating in this wonderful opportunity today. Well, yeah, thank you, and God bless you. Oh, amen. Well, remember, folks, it's so important that until we get together next time, unless our Lord Jesus comes first and we get together in the air, remember to watch therefore. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, 
unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.